Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash being boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson, and in this episode, I'm joined by the OG Being Boss business bestie, Kathleen Shannon, for a magical October chat about our personal and business woo practices, including tarot, astrology, and journaling. You can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show and share us with a friend. As we all know, being an entrepreneur feels less lonely and more approachable when you hear about the journeys of those who came before you or who are making their way alongside you. And if more of those stories is what you're hungry for, cue up an episode of the Finding Founders podcast hosted by Sam Donner, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Designed to inspire, Finding Founders is a podcast about vulnerability and entrepreneurship, where you learn from the life stories of founders, activists, and even drug lords. For something a little more boss-aligned, check out the recent interview with Jen Levy, who turned a passion for gardening into a mission to build community farms and teach others to grow food locally. You can listen to Finding Founders wherever you get your podcasts. Kathleen Shannon is the co-founder and former co-host of this show, The Being Boss Podcast, joining me for the first 240-ish episodes of this show with several one-off episodes since. Kathleen is a partner and creative director of Braid Creative, a branding agency she founded with her sister over 10 years ago. Kathleen's newest title is YouTuber. While the platforms have changed, Kathleen has always lived by capturing, shaping, and sharing who she is, whether that's with a blog post, a podcast, on social media or now on YouTube. Literally forgot how to hit record. You're doing fine. You're doing a good <laughs> I forgot how to do this. <laughs> Don't even remember how to record a podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kathleen. It's not a tool you've kept in your tool belt, huh? Okay. Can we talk about that you had a half-baked harvest on your podcast and how did I not – I felt a little <gasps> blindsided that I had to find out this news <laughs> on Instagram. Oh my like, god! I felt I'm so like sorry to I felt a little that. bit like Khloe Kardashian finding <laughs> out that she had an illegitimate, you know, stepchild on Instagram. Right? Oh man! Sorry, sorry. I didn't think about it, and it happened really quickly. Like it was. We've tried to get Tegan on the show for a year. Like we've been like trying to like find time slots that worked, and just like you know. Things were happening, all the things. So it was I mean, like one I want to say things. that she was on the hot shit 200 from like the beginning, oh, I would so. say. Maybe so. I'm I'm an awful friend, Kathleen. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm an awful okay. ex. <laughs> Congrats <laughs> on getting that interview. Yeah, it was fun. It was, was a good it fun. One. I, I haven't listened. It, I have to admit, I haven't listened, but <laughs> that's fine. I do recommend. I actually I think you would find it really interesting. It, I think it will end up being a highlight of my year. If you don't know what we're talking about, Tegan Gerard of Half Baked Harvest was on Being Boss a couple of episodes ago, um, I think, or maybe it's even in the future. Let me. Oh, literally. No, it is two weeks ago. As of publishing of all of these things, um, had Tegan on Long time in the making. Half Baked Harvest is one of mine, Kathleen's favorite food blogs. Um, and we talked about content creation. I talked to her about how is it that you are creating all of this content? And the way she goes about it is like such an insane dedication to her craft and to showing up consistently and creating really great content. Like she almost made, like almost put 
me and my content creation to shame <laughs> of like yeah she's, she's wildly prolific wildly wildly prolific and so it was really interesting to hear like literally how she's doing it how she's showing up to create that much content and staying inspired and all the things it was it was a good one i think it will be one of the highlights of my year are you getting murdered nope Okay. <laughs> Just look to the seem, side. It did seem that way, didn't it? No, I had this Zoom window pop up. If you leave your Zoom browser open, like I think an ad or something will pop oh. up. It made me feel like I was being murdered. That's where I'm at. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Good, good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm super excited to chat today um, because it's October, which I know I feel like has always been a big month in like you and I doing stuff together that feels really great. Back in the day, October was when we always did our boss vacations. Over the years, um, October became like magic month at Almanac or at Almanac at being boss, where we were talking with tarot readers and astrologers and those sorts of things and really bringing the woo into what we do in a way that a lot of our listeners really resonate with and really sort of sets us apart from from all the other business podcasts in the world is we do bring a bit of spirituality practice into the work that we do. But because, because it's not a huge part of what we do, we've usually relegated it to the month of October. I also know for you, this is like a really magical time of year. This is when you like start feeling it. I mean, I get all my practical magic, hocus pocus. <laughs> Halloween, Scorpio, the veil is thinning vibes. I just really feel it. But in general this year, I've been feeling all of the kinds of themes that come with the astrological seasons, Yeah, you know, with like each one. I've been really feeling it this year. So whenever Virgo came around, I got real organized. I rearranged one of my living rooms and redecorated and um, you know, like just different the different seasons, I can really feel them now. Good. What yeah. why? Why do you think you can feel them now and less so before? Um I think that maybe I did feel them before. I just wasn't tuned in. So I have been I downloaded mm-hmm. the Chani app. Do you get that? Oh, I do. do yeah. You? Okay. So I pay for the subscription there and I get an astrological forecast every single they come out on Sundays, but I listen to them on Mondays. So I listen to the astrological forecast on Mondays. And I think that's just tuned me in a little bit more to which season we're actually in and what that means. And then I start to notice myself reflecting those in my own thoughts and behaviors and actions. Um, so maybe it's just an awareness of it. Yeah. I also find – I'll be interested to see how this ends up shaping up for you. But I also find that I go through seasons of that where I'm like literally reading the update every single week and I'm plugging in. And then I'll go like six months where I don't. Like I'm just here doing the thing. Um, So I'm wondering – I'll be interested to see if this is something that you also experience in like a season of feeling – like you want to be that connected and others when you're just like, I just need to live my life. <laughs> well, as long as I'm paying for the subscription, like it kind of holds me accountable yeah. to checking in every week. But I don't I'm not able to look at a chart like you are and to be able to mm. see what's going on and dissect it in that way. But yeah. I do have seasons of coming in and out of the woo. And even more recently, I've been really out of it other than checking in every single week with what's happening astrologically for yeah. me and for the world. Um at the beginning of the year, I did a year ahead spread. I don't even know if I established a word or intention for the year. If I did, it's long gone. <laughs> forgot it. I forgot <laughs> it. I haven't, other than that, I haven't touched my tarot deck at all. Yeah. So I'm not pulling daily or even weekly or monthly. Um, I try and take note of what phase the moon is in, you know, so I try and really take punctuate the full moons and the new moons and set a couple of intentions and maybe journal if I can. But I feel like I have a lot of like practical and logistical barriers right now to really fully embracing Mm. the woo that I want to embrace. Like what? Well, one, I'm never alone. That one. That one, right? Ditto. 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 Same. I was, that's my logistical barrier as well. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, maybe I could get real weird and do some spell crafting and whatever, meditate with my family watching. But like, you know, it's just private. (laughs) 
I could also yeah. like I'm sure my husband also wouldn't be mad if I like rubbed one out in front of him, but I'd rather do it alone. <laughs> if you're invited to the party, you're invited to the party. But if you're not, I need some privacy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm feeling that as well. Oh, my side of this is I will say I'm a little bit out of like the constant astrological check-ins, which like in the past every single week, you know, I'm reading the week ahead situation and I'm like aligning and feeling it and all the things. And not we'll only say, for yourself, but for like everyone around you, because you would also call me and be like, oh, there's some stuff happening in your ooh, chart. girl. Right? <laughs> right? I've been a little less tuned in with that over the past probably like probably since the beginning of the year. I feel like I dive into astrology in particular when it's like legit, like November, December, January is when I'm like usually in that season. That always feels incredibly magical to me um, in terms of like feeling like I need to tune in and sort of see what's going to happen in the year ahead and all of those things. And I have, you know, my little practices that I do around that that I've done every year for many years. Um, But like not during that season, a little less so, I'm usually only checking in when I'm feeling something. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening right now in my chart? And I'll go pull it up. And see what's happening. Be like, oh, I should have known, <laughs> or, or whatever annoying ass thing that people like me say. Um, so I I continue to do that regularly. I will say that I've been more, um, I've been more connected to my tarot deck over the past probably three months than I feel like maybe I have my entire life. Like what? I am, yeah. Tell me about that. What does that look like? I mean, just. For a lot of decision making and just like navigating thought processes and those sorts of things, if something's happening in my life or if I need to move forward with something, there is a checking in with my intuition that I have made a part of my ongoing like process, like I've habitualized in a very real way that has me pulling out my deck. Maybe not every single day, but multiple times a week. And I'm not journaling around it necessarily. Like used to, if I was doing a tarot spread, I had my journal, I was doing the whole thing. Whereas now I'll literally just be standing at my kitchen counter and I'll run and get my deck and throw some cards out and noted and move along with my day. And in a way that I have never before. And it what it really, really is for me is I am, I am probably more not concerned, more interested in digging into my intuition on a regular basis on all kinds of things um, in a way that I think I used to think was super innate. But as I've gotten a bit older, I realize is not as innate as I thought. So I need the tool and to stop and do it. And so I'm doing it. I'm so fascinated that you say this because whenever I was thinking about this episode and prepping for it, I was thinking, I'm not doing anything, woo. Like I'm not – there's no physical manifestation of my witchiness that's happening. There's no rituals. There's nothing. And because I do feel like the way that I move through the world is just innately intuitive, I do feel very intuitive, often a little psychic in ways. Yeah. And – I feel very strongly in my abilities to manifest things and to make things happen and to visualize what I want and then see it to fruition. I think I'm missing that ritual component. So I'm curious to hear, like, I'm, I'm saying the opposite of what you're saying, where, like, <laughs> I just feel like naturally I'm very intuitive. So I'm curious to hear, how did you acknowledge or recognize that maybe you weren't tapping into your intuition as much as you thought you were? Because I'm also curious. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'm a little bit, maybe I have some blind spots and maybe I'm not being as intuitive as I thought I might be, or in if not intuitive, at least intentional about yeah. my intuition. Yeah. Well, you know, you heard the story. I'm not going to share the whole thing because it's a whack-ass story that is not for the general public. Um, but remember in December, I had that crazy crystal reading about where I was introduced to my spirit team? Yes. You remember that? <laughs> yes, yes. That sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> yes, yes. It was really wild. Um, I have Is this the same one where you discovered there was a portal in your oh, store? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Similar is the same woman who told okay. me there was a portal in my store gave me this crystal reading that wasn't even a crystal reading. It ended up being she sat down. She's like, this is we're going to do something different today. Um, and basically, crazy big spirit team, like unlike anything she had ever experienced. And over the past several months, I've had a couple of different tarot readings at Almanac 
we've been incorporating some tarot readings into what it is that we do. So for the autumn equinox, we had a tarot reader in the store or actually in the office, in the almanac office, um, who was doing some tarot readings. And in order to do that, I had to do a couple of tryouts (laughs) with some tarot readers. And how about my spirit team came up two more times of like... With different readers? With different readers. What did they say about them? Well, one of them saw them and was like, you got a real big team back there. And she and and then repeated to me several of the things that were told me by another person, by that other person back in December. And then a second one came in and also noted that like my spirit team was there and needed to get some messages across in a way that like it all using similar language in a way that just had me a little bit freaked out. What were the messages? What's your spirit team trying to tell you? Um, That I need to change my perspective. Like literally every single one of them have mentioned changing my perspective and literally turning around or spinning in circles of like I like physically need to turn around and or spin in circles. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So part of part of the, the tarot reading is that, okay, crazy story too. Another one of the third reader, um, I asked specifically because I was getting all these like sort of half-baked messages of like, you know, they're here or whatever. And I was like, what the hell do you want? (laughs) Like, why are you here? What do I need to do? So I asked this third one of like, okay, let's actually like purposefully try to talk to my spirit team and see what happens. And she laid out the cards and sat there for a minute. They were all in reverse except for one, the two of swords. And she says, this has never happened before, but I'm drawing a blank. That like in my effort to actually communicate, they were like, absolutely not. (laughs) Or at least not through her. At least not through her, at least not that day or whatever it may be. So I have been using tarot a lot to both get in touch with my intuition, but also to try to divine or whatever what it is, is what my spirit you. team is, tr- however they're trying to guide me. Can I say one thing that's really cool? I like that your tarot reader said, I'm drawing a blank. And I yeah. think that this just points toward expertise and that yeah. you don't always have to have all the answers. And in some ways, that would give me now more confidence in that reader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, can we try again? And I was like, absolutely. I understand that was probably a <laughs> big and hard thing that I gave you. Um, And she started shuffling it. She's like, I can't even use this deck. <laughs> went and pulled out a second deck and gave me another like really great reading that was a little more just sort of general. Do you feel like you're tuning into your spirit team through your tarot deck now? Like, or do you, are you kind of calling on them or what's, what's happening there? Um, I actually feel maybe since like some of those readings feel a little more disconnected than I've ever felt, which has been kind of wild to feel. Um, so part of it too, is just like a practice to like, I don't know, re-engage with my own intuition as well as see if I can pull anything through or maybe it's not time or maybe this is all just a bunch of hocus pocus or whatever. Um, But I have felt a push to be more intentional with literally taking the time, taking the steps, like get out my deck, pull the cards, commune as needed Mm -hmm. um, because something's going on back there. Literally, like behind me. <laughs> Apparently, a you lot need to of turn them, around. A lot. I need to turn around. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's wild, right? So, lots of tarot readings is what's happening over here. Um, and then I Are will you say, still do using references whenever you do tarot readings, or do you just know the cards well enough now that you can just read them? It's a little bit. Up? Of, it's a. It's both. I always, whenever I'm pulling cards, I always like gut check like i'm always reading my own cards first but i probably half the time still look at references to just sort of gain that extra layer of perspective as too because i do think that there is something at least the way i read i do think i mean obviously i'm taking my own bias into how it is that i'm reading them but if i were to look at what the cards mean alternatively i can change that perspective mm-hmm. you know like i want both apparently perspective is the name of the game here I mean, you know, we've talked about this before with tarot, where it's like, sometimes it's like, 
Maybe yes, maybe no. I feel like every card has <laughs> right. this duality to it where you can kind of make it mean whatever you want it to mean. And sometimes it leaves you even more confused than yeah. before. Yep. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So tarot. Um, and then I, I've been doing a good bit of um, ritual work and um, things around the new almanac store. And I haven't really told anyone this yet. Um, and I don't even think I've talked to you about this very much yet. Tell but this me summer, all about it. Right. This summer, we've had, um, we've learned that thieves are rampant. Rampant. Yeah, those oh. eyeballs, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you been thieveried? Thieved? Have you been yeah. theft? Have you thieved? Thieved? <laughs> yes, for sure. Quite oh, a bit. No, yeah. I'm so sorry. During work it, hours or like after yeah. hours or no, never Ooh. after hours. Thank God. But de- definitely like in store, everyone's in there. Like just people being shitty humans mm. um we've caught many of them on camera y'all we have cameras and we see you which is a crazy thing that that, that people do and i've i've been weighing a whole lot like how how much of an asshole do i want to be about it of like am i gonna blast them all on social media i'm almost there like i have photos i have screenshots of all y'all being dickheads <laughs> And I'm not trying to, like, be that person, but I'm about to be that person, which is fine. Um, So if y'all see me doing that, know that I've literally, like, reached the end of my rope. Um, We also had an, a scenario recently where a um, a local business owner that legitimately runs a witch shop, which is not how I would categorize Almanac necessarily, came in and made a whole fool of herself. Because... They're jealous or mad, like competition situation. Yes. And unable to express her emotions maturely, (laughs) basically. So I found myself like resorting to energetics. Right. Like energetic protection. Yeah. In a way that I've, you know, always like, like I have things around my house and I'm doing things, Mm -hmm. but never have I been as intentional and proactive as I have found myself being called to be in this store over the past like month or so. Um, So like crystal gritting, lots of cleansing, lots of and the whole like everybody's doing it. We're all saging the shit out of that place. Um, Herbs are placed um, in strategic locations, like those sorts of things. And then a lot of like mindful practices and like meditating and happening in that space that really has me legitimately practicing my woo stuff in a way that I've never been called to or had to. And there is like this element of like, do you have to? Like, do you have to? to show up for it. And apparently this is one of those situations in which I have had to in order to actually commit to showing up and practicing in this way. Um, I think it just doubles down on your magic. I feel like we are magical in our essence, you know, just in the way that we think and move through the world, right? With our intuition and um, self-awareness, which is something that not a lot of people are practicing on this level. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so um, I I find that ritual is just really a way to double down. Yeah. Or to be intentional or accountable to your intuition and abilities to energetically protect yourself or create abundance or whatever it is that you're trying to yeah. do. Yeah. And I think there's also this layer. I mean, if you – want to get real woo with it and that's literally why we're here is i also think of it as like a way for me to communicate with the universe and or that spirit team or whatever that like this is what i desire slash need like like, i need help let me be explicit yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like for sure so i'm gonna like put tourmaline in all of these places and you know what to do or like what it is that I'm calling in. And I will say whenever I did this, um, a couple days later, I was working the shop and I literally saw little crowds of people walk in and turn around and walk right back out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Like if you're not going to bring good vibes, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> like just leave. Can so- that be like the quote for... Uh- <laughs> Like the sh- like the show quote. Can that be the Instagram sure. post? 
<laughs> it should be. It should be. And Being boss I also, team, note that. Note yeah. that. And make those graphics. <laughs> Put my face on that one for sure. (laughs) Put me in the background of that one. Give me a speech bubble. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, and I think that's a thing, too, of like, I think you reach one age where, like, you ain't taking shit no more. And two, a, like, place in your business where you're not going to take shit anymore either. So it's like a personal age, but also like a dedication to your business where you will use, I don't want to say all the guns you have, but like in this situation, sure. You'll pull out all the stops. Pull out all of the stops as needed. And so anyway, I'm doing probably more woo things, which is funny. You don't know what my word of the year was this year? What? Magic. Oh. Mm-hmm. And not something like there's been a couple of times, especially over the first half of the year that I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that was my intention for the year. But this is what we know about words of the year, right? Of like when you claim it for yourself, it will show up for you, whether it's intentional or not. And usually not in the ways that you thought. Did I think that magic would be required of me to protect literally my store and my employees? No. (laughs) But here I am. It's October, and that means we're in the final countdown to meet our goals in our businesses for the year. And in this macroeconomic climate, you're also probably thinking about how to best optimize things like budgets and making sure you're scaling your operations into the new year. But you don't want the best probable solution to deal with whatever comes next. You want the best solution, period. Whatever stage of business you're in, HubSpot CRM platform is ready to grow with you at the flip of a metaphorical switch. With totally customizable hubs, HubSpot has thousands of apps that you can easily integrate, use, and get rid of whenever you need them or don't. Plus, clear pricing and an easy-to-use interface means you're not left guessing about whether or not you're getting what you need. That's because HubSpot isn't here to probably grow your business. It's here to help you grow your business, period. Learn how HubSpot can help you grow your business better at HubSpot.com. We're talking about this. I'm remembering that we've got a lot of people listening (laughs) because you and I will talk about this stuff, just the two of us and not question it. We're not giving it, you know, like um, an air of like, is it real? Is it not? Like, we just believe in it. Yeah. I'm just going to say that, too. Yeah. And so I don't want to disclaim any of this show or this conversation with like, it might not be real, but whatever, because we live it. Yeah. To the point where it is real for us. And so I just feel like I need to say that because I don't want to be self-conscious. I don't want to be self-conscious about what I believe in. Yeah. I will also add the asterisk, though, of like whether or not it's real, because I do believe it's real, but I will also pull out all the stops of like, I will take the action. I think because you believe it's real. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I need to I need to pull out all the stops because this shit is real and it works. Yeah. For us. And so that is where I'll asterisk it is say, if you don't believe in it, that is fine for you. Yeah. You don't have to believe in it. I'm not asking anyone to believe in anything that they don't believe in, but I certainly do. Yeah. And of course, there's like moments with any sort of faith. That word feels so triggering for me. But you know, where you kind of are like, whenever it's something that you can't see or, you know, touch or whatever, there is that element of, is it real? You know, but- I think that we can agree that by pulling out the stops, you are doing what you've got to do. Yeah, for sure. And and doing what I've got to do and what I believe will have results. And mm-hmm. believe will because, I mean, Kathleen and I have experienced some whack shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over We've the years, it. right? We've seen it. In a way that just that has us like not eat, just believing, but innately living it and then sometimes practicing it a little more hardcore than others. That's the word, practicing it. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. So even lately, I've been thinking, do I need some sort of – remember how I used to always do 30-day challenges? God, yes. It's always You know, something. I was always into a challenge. <laughs> well, I will say since pandemic times, I haven't been doing many. And I think because I've just been the challenge – 
of just living through a pandemic was enough. I didn't need to throw anything else on top of it. But as we're, you know, get coming out on the other side of things and the world is opening up a little bit more and I'm feeling a little bit more secure in my ability to, you know, stay alive through all of it and to even thrive and keep making money and all of the things. I'm starting to feel a little bit like I need some challenges, whether that is, I don't know, or almost, remember how we used to have coven meetings? Mm-hmm. You know? need a coven? We had a coven. I, like, we had a reconvene? A reconvene, <laughs> but literally with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reconvene and just because we used to be able to do this I mean you were like kind of my I'm definitely feel more like a solo practitioner but you were my person that I could really talk to about these things and on a regular basis and we just kind of would weave it into our work meetings we would kind of weave it into we would have a business meeting and then we would talk about some witchy things right and so I'm almost thinking is that something that I need again is to be able to touch base with you Mm. monthly to say like, okay, here's my intention for the month. Like even if it's just an intention for a month versus a 30-day challenge, or maybe it is doing some tarot spreads and then sharing them with you. I'm not not, not trying to put some pressure on you, but (laughs) (laughs) there's not many other people I can be like. So there's a couple of people that I can be like, oh, look at this. But I am kind of thinking – you know, or maybe it's not necessarily with you, but I am thinking about habit building and what I know yep. about building habits. And usually that is through that daily repetition. And so some things that it might include, a 30-day challenge might include is meditation, you know, or like what are some like the all the witchy modalities that we practice, right? So it might be a card of the day kind of pull for tarot, or it might be having a cup of tea and really really getting intentional about the herbs that I'm consuming. Or it might be spell crafting with the moon. Like it could just be a new moon, full moon thing. And maybe I just need to find the literal space to do that. That feels a little bit more private. Um, Maybe it's journaling. Ooh, I have some logistical stuff about journaling too. Can we talk what? about this? Yes. Of course, okay. Kathleen. <laughs> I was just um, flipping through some old – I was trying to find a blank notebook, in fact, Mm -hmm. to take notes for this episode, and I couldn't find any blank notebooks. My notebooks were filled, halfway filled. Every single notebook is halfway filled with the most cringy diary entries (laughs) I've ever read in my life. And these are literally from like two years ago. I'm like, I need to burn this. I need to throw this in the chimney. This is so (laughs) embarrassing. Who do I think I am? It's almost like sometimes I feel like I'm becoming an actor who thinks that this is what journaling is supposed to be like. Oh, my god! Like, I think I used the word lineage in one of my entries. Oh, and nice. I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making fun of you if you use the word lineage. It's just not a word that I use, you know? So, like, there's yeah. an air of inauthenticity in the place of your own journal. In my own journal. <laughs> like, how Leo rising of me, right? So bad. So bad. I'm like, you know, it's kind of like I'm putting on – it's kind of how I get real witchy in October. It's like I'm watching the craft and putting on my dark academia outfit and black <laughs> lipstick. And playing the part. And playing the part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one is all my journals are halfway filled because I think I don't know oh. how to journal. Okay. So then I was thinking, well, maybe what I need is – so I've been using this – and this also applies to even all all the things, not just yeah. necessarily woo things. I like writing in a physical journal, but so then I've been using this um, app called GoodNotes. Yep. And I downloaded this journal called, I think it's called like a Hobonichi journal. It's okay. anyway, it's kind of a really cool, I love the way that I can just pop around from day to day. And if it's halfway filled, it doesn't matter because it's digital. But there is also something about writing on my iPad that's not as easy as writing on paper. So like I can still physically write, but it just doesn't feel – it's not the same. I think we can all agree. Writing on an iPad is not the same as writing on paper and even typing. Typing is not the same as writing on paper. So I feel like I need a physical notebook. Anyway, but what's cool about this good notes is that I can also 
like clip out images and paste them in oh, there nice. and kind of like use like procreate in combination yep. with good notes and create some collages so almost even doing some digital art journaling so there are things that i really like about it i don't know maybe like i need a physical journal and then i can take a picture of that and then plug it into my good notes and then is that too much? And then what is the point? Like, am I trying to keep these journals to look back on and reflect? Am I using them to process in the moment? Like, what is my goal? Like, what is my intention or my objective for journaling? Is it really to just like get stuff out of my head? Or is it to mark a period of time? I don't know. I love that you're having a journal crisis right now. I'm having a little bit of a journal crisis because I feel like it's something that would be really good for me to do. It would be beneficial. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think you need to figure out that goal. Like, is this a processing thing? Well, is what's this an your art goal? project? What do you Mine do? is processing 100%. It ain't pretty. My handwriting is not great. Though sometimes I'm like, wow, my handwriting, like, I must be in an okay mood. <laughs> my handwriting is holding it together today or whatever. Um, though I usually actually find that my handwriting is better in the exact opposite situations. It's like when I am like super processing something or like in a mood – my handwriting is better than not. Isn't that a Okay. Thing? Are you journaling every day? No, not, ev- not every day. I would say sometimes I will. Sometimes I will go through like a, what is it? Artist pages, writer. What is that like? What is that like three page a day morning situation? Morning pages. Morning pages. That thing. Sometimes I will have like a little season of that, especially if I'm like trying to get through something or like if I'm trying to create something. Like what? Like what are you writing in those three pages? Those are just like stream of consciousness, like whatever comes up, dumb shit, not usually anything like worth noting. I just like am doing my three pages to like get past whatever is like top of mind that day. But um, I've mentioned this before. Who was it? Katie Delbelt back in the day. Uh, I don't know if she coined the phrase, but introduces this idea of SOS journaling of like, I'm an SOS journaler, like really, really like I'm in my journal when shit's hitting the fan and I need to process something. So sometimes it'll be a little more often if I'm processing through a thing. Uh, maybe it'll be, you know, every couple of days and then I'll go missing for like three months and there will be three months where there is no journal entries at all. And then are you coming back to the same journal? Or are you like, oh, I need a new journal? Same journal. Okay, same journal. And yeah. then you're filling that journal up to the end. I'm, I usually make it like 80% and then I'm ready for a new notebook. <laughs> okay, and then are you throwing that journal away or are you I cataloging it somewhere? I keep them, which I should just like – I think I should just throw them away because same. I think if I were to look back, like just because it's all SOS journaling, I mean, you're talking about like some emotional cringy shit too. Like I don't – Like how many times have you used the word lineage? Oh, Never. Probably. <laughs> but like how many what embarrassing times, what embarrassing words are you using? Tired. I need you to tell me. Tired. Like always oh. tired. Talking about how tired. Like what the fuck, Emily? You're not that tired. Are you tired literally every day? No. But like usually when I'm in those moments, it's usually talking about how tired I am. And not just like generally tired, but like I'm tired I mean, of like someone depleted. doing this thing. Oh. Or like just just mm-hmm. fed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Tired is my annoying word. Um, but anyway, I'm an SOS journaler. I do journal occasionally, not always, sometimes often, sometimes never. Like there's no like rhyme or reason to it. I just journal to process when processing is needed. Okay, I think what I need to do is buy a new notebook. Okay, what <laughs> notebooks are you buying? Oh, actually, uh, Magic of Eye. And like I is the letter I, so magic of the letter I. Um, They are most known for really great astrological planners. I find those to be a little overwhelming personally. And I I love astrology. I can read things. Um, I can read charts and understand all the things. And I still find them a little overwhelming. But they have journals, like notebooks, that are beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Um, I bought the pack. They have like a all color pack of them last year. And I'll probably end up literally I'll use those like six notebooks for the next probably 12 years or something. (laughs) Right. But they're all different colors. So it'll be like a new notebook every time I use a new one. Okay. Did you pay $200 for a pack of journals? Does that sound familiar? I don't think so. I think you did. Did I? I'm just throwing that out there. That's (laughs) bougie. 
<laughs> That's Emily being a really good Christmas gift giver to herself. <laughs> yes. Which, no, and I love it. I love it. I just also think, do I just need like a real cheap – do I need an expensive journal? Like a, my mm. own – I used moleskin for a really long time. Yep. Or am I just buying like a cheap ruled – you know, $1 notebook at the grocery store. Like, what What do I need? Yeah. I'm trying to know. figure it out. Anyway, like, it's like kind of – you think like, okay, if I have a really pretty journal, but then it's a lot of pressure. And I feel like we've <laughs> had these conversations before about journals. I just – I okay, so I think what I need to do is I think I need to bring back my tarot practice and use my tarot cards as journaling prompts. Love that. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. That's going to be my 30-day challenge. Third, okay, 30. Love that. Love that. A card a day for 30 days. I think that's great. Yeah, I think that that's what I want to do. And then journaling on that every day, every yeah. morning. I also do want to go back to if you want to reconvene. Yeah, I do. The Emily and Kathleen Coven. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> With like full or new moon chats. I think we should. I am 100% in because in the Being Boss Clubhouse, I lead a new moon circle every new moon, <laughs> I guess. Right. But because I'm facilitating a conversation with bosses about intention setting, I'm not doing it myself. Right. It's not and your own thing. No. It, like it's I'm facilitating. I'm holding space. They're doing it. They're talking through it. They're sharing what happened last month. I love all the things. Um, but I always le- I always go into that. You know, we're like, what was your intention last month? I can never remember what mine was, which is not a good sign. Right. Um, and so I'm facilitating, but not like participating because I'm holding that space, not engaging right. as well, a participant. And as like kind of the leader of the pack, you probably can't get as vulnerable or weird as you could with just me. <laughs> it's the same group of – no, probably not as I can with you, but I will say it's a nice little group of people. We've been doing it together for a long time and like we'll all say some weird shit. So you can get a but little weird. Probably not as weird as I would get with you. Right. <laughs> Actually, definitely not as weird <laughs> as I would get with you. Um. So if you are interested in that, I would love – I would love to, yeah, let's to do, do that. Yeah. Let's do it on new moon and full moon. And then I'm going to buy one of these journals for specifically for moon journaling, like moon oh, yeah. intention setting, because I feel like you're always really good at that At because you keep your journals yeah. looking back to the where it related to the last six months. Yes. And I think that that's just enough of a good intentional check-in. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my cheap journal for like my daily tarot yeah. bullshit journaling whatever yep. you know like it doesn't matter because it's my processing journal and then yeah. i think i might get one of these nicer journals for more intention setting and really looking at like where i'm at it would be cool to almost develop <laughs> look at me like worksheeting this up as we speak <laughs> but to almost framework it like how are we touching on the same kinds of pillars like so that you could really check in and see like yeah. okay here's where i'm at here's what's going on and then be able to reference it six months later, a year later, two years later, because the way that astrology works is that sometimes things cycle in like one year cycles, two year cycles, seven year cycles, 28 year cycles, right? Yeah. So it'd be cool to kind of have have a more dedicated check-in place for like yeah. just the moon stuff. Yep. I think so. Um, I will say I do – you just mentioned like checking back with things in six months. You know, I used to be really great at doing new and full moon tarot spreads. And like ke- I keep that in the same journal that I do my SOS journaling. Like it's all in there yeah. in context with each other. I haven't done that very much lately, but that is something that I have always enjoyed of like – because, you know, manifestations – New moon manifestations, they can happen within a single cycle, like from new to full, but they often will happen on the six month cycle of when like new moon in Aries, it will manifest in full moon in Aries like six months later or whatever it may be. And I used to be really great about, you know, being able to look back and seeing what I was talking about six months ago and seeing how it manifested the at the the full moon of the same sign and i don't have that data <laughs> literally right. anymore um and it would be really fun to to do that so maybe even you can framework it if you want to but we could also just do tarot spreads and then check back <laughs> as needed yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like i don't trust my tarot spreads enough you know like they're not really oh. from within me yeah. That like I feel like for new moon and full moon, I really want it to be from within me and like my intentions. And maybe yeah. some facilitating some tarot. Like maybe there is some tarot, but like I want that to be the root of it. 
Yeah. Probably. But it I might be like a like, tool. I thinking back to of like you and Tara, you do have this very like love hate relationship with your tarot. Yeah. Of like, why are you I telling me this? Deck. I know. I do or have how dare one you? deck that's so literal. I think it knew that I needed, I think that this deck knew that I needed a literal deck. And so it yeah. will just tell me exactly what I need to hear. So, like, yep. on Valentine's Day, I will literally pull the lover's card. Or one time I was asking my tarot <laughs> deck what I needed to learn from this really bad bout of insomnia that I had. And so I was like, what is this insomnia? And I pulled the nine of swords or whichever one is like the guy laying down it's with insomnia. all the swords. Yeah. yeah. I pulled the insomnia card. <laughs> so it's so literal in that way. And also this same deck, um, for example. What is deck is it? A, it's the, my writer, Waite Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just okay. like a real traditional yep. deck. And so um, on my year ahead spread, it's been pretty, like pretty literal has come out that way, which is nice. So I really do like that. I do kind of trust that deck yeah. to just kind of give me what I need to hear back to the foundations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Um, I will also throw in here that one of my very favorite practices, and you talked about this earlier, is that you're a head spread. Have you been checking in with yours? Yes. And? Okay. So one really cool thing, let me open it up here real quick. So one cool thing is that's happened recently is I booked a big ass trip to Japan. Yeah, you did. I am going to Japan. I won't get specific about dates, but it is a bucket list trip. I will be seeing the cherry blossoms. So that gives you an idea of whenever I'm going. Um, I booked that trip. I literally bought my plane tickets while Mercury was in retrograde. Because Japan, I was like, I need to buy these plane tickets, but I'm a little bit nervous. And Japan opened up to individual travelers. Like the planning this whole trip has been a little bit of a gamble because Japan was still closed to individual travelers. And it opened up and then I bought the tickets that day. All of this was happening in the month of September. And my card for that month was the world. Nice. So, like, that's just an example. Um, My card of the year was Page of Pinnacles. Which now I can't even remember what that means, but Pinnacles represents worldly, yeah, earthly, like you know, resources. So I think of it as money or things. I don't know. Like I feel pretty just chugging along there. Late payments from clients and customers is often the worst part of doing business. Not only does it mess with that ever-precious cash flow, it's also just awkward and honestly pretty maddening. I mean, you have enough to worry about, so why not let FreshBooks chase down those unpaid invoices for you, which is the power of their automated late payment reminders. Not only will it save you time, it will also keep you from that awkward exchange with your clients about their overdue payments. You can customize these emails and then FreshBooks sends them out and you just keep yourself focused on the other things that need your attention. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss to get started today. What about you? How's your uh, year ahead? I don't know. I need to grab my notebook. One second. Okay. (laughs) One sec. Also, my... um, you know how they always like to say that the death card doesn't actually mean death? Yeah. Death definitely meant death in for my like I pulled it in oh, April. No. It's it's yeah. okay. I mean, my my cat that I love so much, he passed oh, yeah. away and it was like in conjunction with the death card, which was yeah. hard. But I don't know, I had a pretty good year ahead. I also didn't track reversals. I just kind of made it all Oh, I never do. Can we just talk? I never read reversals ever. Me either. I'm one of those. Me either. I'm one of those too. Okay. I'm looking back through. So I think I've mentioned this before, but I will re-mention it. Every time I do a year ahead spread, I put it in my my planner for the year. So it's like part of my like getting my planner ready for the year is I'll put it in my planner. So I definitely like have the things, but I have a look back at it. Okay. I loved this. (laughs) Sorry. Looking back, a couple of really literal ones here um, in January. So I mentioned that my year, my word of the year was magic. It was something that I landed on. Um, I knew I was going to do it pretty like at the end of last year. I really wanted to to get back into some of my woo practices and just sort of have. I remember saying like I want to have like a weird year. 
<laughs> yeah. God bless me. <laughs> right? When I say things like that. Um, so whenever I did my year ahead spread, uh, January was the magician. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Noted. Um, let's see. I'm looking at a couple of other things. February was the 10 of pentacles. That one for me was the month that we found out we were going to be able to upgrade our store three sizes. Like we had like sort of reached this fulfillment where like, uh, we were capable of doing it. And I don't just, that felt like a very, like, we're here in this 10 of pentacles in such a way that we can manifest like what happens after the 10 of pentacles, which is going back to like the ace. Um, I love that you can remember what was going on in February. I'm looking <laughs> at my February was the empress, which is a lovely card. I don't remember February. I have no idea. Well, I only remember this year has a whole lot of like really big like milestone markers. I think without those, like I don't know otherwise what was happening at all. But I do remember February was the month that we found out or that we snagged that the the new space. Um, Going through here, like some of the some of these other ones, I don't remember what was happening at all. Um, How about um, July? It was Eight of Cups, which is a card of escapism and disappointment and withdrawal. And I sort of hit a little bout of depression in July. And your whole family got COVID. Oh, that was in June. June. Oh, what was June then? Because I forgot about that. Oh, that's funny. Seven of Cups, a card of like fantasy and illusion and wishful thinking. I was literally just stuck at my house wishing I could go outside because I love summer and my entire family had COVID all month. I had COVID in June, and my card of that month was the Hermit. Oh, there you go. There right? There you go. But then my July was Ace of Cups, and it was hot girl summer from there. <laughs> Good <laughs> my job. My cup overfloweth. So uh, August was Ace of Cups for me, and that's when I feel like I was really able. So like, you know, s- spending June in the house, July, like in sort of a darker place than I like. August was kind of my hot girl summer um, and did a whole bunch of really set fun things like that was my um that was my ace of cups september was daughter of pentacles again if you think about this like um i don't know this idea of like manifesting what you want in like a really physical way but also this like worldliness um that's when i like kind of got back to traveling i did a lot of traveling mm-hmm. in september which was really fun for me um this month is ace of swords I think I'm feeling it already a little bit. Mine is King of Swords. Here's like where Kathleen and I are magic. Everyone yeah. is like all of our shit is always the same. It's always like well, same, same. <laughs> whenever we get tarot readings together. Oh, funny side tangent. Are you watching British Bake Off? No. What? I know. I, I will. I'll catch it all up whenever it's done. But I but I'm not. You you don't you want to wait until it's done so you can just yeah. binge it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, there's a woman on there that looks like JT, our tarot reader in New Orleans. No way. Yeah. Um, What was my point of that? Oh, sometimes whenever we would get tarot readings together in New Orleans, JT would end up kind of giving us almost a joint reading. Or I feel like sometimes our energy would – I don't know. We just have that kind of energy. Could not be separated. Yeah. I think is how I'd like to put that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to figure out who's who. Yep. Um, which is cool because we're I feel like we're able to like have a kind of a deeper understanding of each other and yeah. what we're I always feel like I never have to over explain things to you on yeah. like kind of a spiritual level. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, we do have that a lot. And I feel like that's why I want to go back to sharing my intention, like especially with New Moon, because I want it to be more often than just once a year, but going back to these like monthly intentions on the new moons and then checking in on the full moons because I just want to get more intentional about everything, I guess, so that to just facilitate creativity or travel or all the things that we care about that we now probably have a little bit more bandwidth for. Yeah, that and like, and I even want to go back to that word that I used a minute ago, like just weirdness. Like, yeah, just magic. I want to have magic again. (laughs) I want things to be weird. You know, I mean, we both love some synchronicities. We love it. And I find that I'm really tuned in whenever things start becoming really synchronistic, whenever I'm having lots of moments of seeing the same thing over again or just these little nods. Yeah. Oh, my God. That actually reminds me. Hold on. I saw a – 
It's not like, is it like University of Phoenix? Is that what it's called? What's that like? That yeah, like that online, that like online the commercial. It that might used to play. not be that one, but it might be. I saw a commercial recently on like you know Netflix. I don't even know. Actually, I think it was on YouTube. I was like, um, what? Okay, but, best but thing hold I on, did this hold on. year it was is, by YouTube. Oh, I know. <laughs> but the the whole commercial is magic. It's about someone says something to this guy. He's like, I'm thinking about going back to school. It's going to be like eleven thousand dollars. And the commercial is following him through multiple clips of people saying the word 11 to him like the cost of this is 11 11 or out you know it's gonna you you'll arrive at 11 p.m or whatever it may be and it's magic it's literally a commercial about synchronicity and him being led to making the decision to go back to school because of synchronistic appearances of the number 11 oh that's fun isn't that funny i saw that and i was like y'all yeah like we need to talk to the creative director of the yeah. agency that put together that commercial. Yeah, for sure. Either witch or appropriation. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> One way or the other. So anyway, um, I don't know. I think, you know, this is this has been a year of like, which actually you brought this up earlier too, of, you know, not being alone. Of like having to be more intentional than maybe ever before to, you know, engage in these practices. Because same, you know, we've talked about this separately um, or like off air of like post-pandemic or like pandemic life and then quote unquote post-pandemic life still has us just with our families mm-hmm. 24-7 in a way that does not make room for private practices. So I found myself either one tarot cards at the kitchen counter. Like I can't go have a quiet moment in my room in the same way with like candles and like crystals and Mm -hmm. all the things because somebody's going to come knocking on the door and not like I have boundaries. I'm capable of creating boundaries, but it's not the same when I hear them like energetic, like you feel them energetically. Indeed. Or like hear their footsteps coming in and are they coming and then no, they're just walking by or are they going to see me in my (laughs) craft outfit? Right. Getting real weird. <laughs> Summoning my spiritual team. Right. It's not quite the same. So I feel like there has been a need to be more, more intentional, both in like, which like maybe less intention of like tarot cards at the kitchen counter. Um, and also just like making space, like literally going to yeah. the store in some cases, just or to the office and having quiet moments to do things or have my thoughts. But I love the idea of um, of us creating that space together on the Zooms. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I also want to plug, I recently got a book by Veronica Varlow called Bohemian Magic. And I think I is- told you to get it. Did uh, no, Frankie, or you told me to my get it? My sister in law, yeah, my sister in law okay, told me yep. to get it, and then I told you to get it. Yep, and you yep. were like, funny enough, they just reached out maybe to be on the show. Oh no, um, he her, her partner? husband or partner, um, yeah. joined the community, the Being Boss community, That's literally like days beforehand, and we had like you know talked a little or whatever. Anyway, yeah, well, magic. they are cool. They, I mean, yeah. and this book is so cool and it's so well done that it might almost be off-putting in a way like you feel like it's almost commercial because it's so well done but I really don't think it is it feels really authentic to her but she creates altars that are rooted in like rock and roll for example and she's calling up the spirits of like you know Stevie Nicks I know Stevie Nicks is alive but you know like calling up like these kind of spiritual guides or John Lennon or, you know, whoever. And I think that's really cool. And so I do want to do maybe a little bit of that. I don't know. That's where it gets real embarrassing for me. Or also, I'm just lazy. I'm just a lazy Taurus where (laughs) (laughs) it just takes a lot of energy to – and this actually relates to, you know, everything in life, like planning this trip to Japan. It takes a lot of energy and work to plan a trip that big. It takes a lot of energy to – bake muffins with my kid, but then it's so rewarding whenever I do. It takes energy to put together a altar summoning the spirits of my rock and roll lineage. I have no rock and roll lineage. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That like saucy Oklahoma blood. (laughs) Right. 
love a lot it. of Irish and English in there somewhere. Anyway, yeah. okay, so just saying that it takes effort to do these things. And what I'm trying to say in, in summary of this conversation is I'm ready to put in put forth the effort to have yeah. a practice. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Whenever I am doing this, I definitely feel more engaged in my life. Yeah. Which is ideal. Yeah, it spills over like that kind of intention and awareness and practice and tuning in. It helps you find the energy or like cultivate the energy to then take steps in other areas of your life, whether that's in your business or traveling or being present for your kid or whatever that looks like. For sure. For sure. Okay, perfect. Well, we're going to wrap this up and then we're going to schedule either the next full moon or new moon chat. I'm so excited, Kathleen. Are you ready Me to too. literally gab for like four hours? Because uh-huh. I feel like that might end up being what happens, yeah. which yeah, is fine. I cannot wait. Same. Um, anything you want to plug or where can people find you as if they don't know? Oh, but sure. Maybe this so is one the thing first I've time. been working on, speaking yep. of cringe, I yeah. brought back the braid <laughs> method e-course. But as nice. I, I think I mentioned this last time I was on, right? As I was going through the e-course and updating it to be relevant for now, I thought I can't put this out the way that it is. So I kind of completely scrapped the e-course part of it. And I'm now just selling the workbook, which is the branding exercises, like all of the worksheets. And you all know if you've been listening for a while that I love a worksheet. So it's a handful of exercises busted out into five sections it's not quite live yet, but I think that the URL will be braidcreative.com slash workbook, or you can sign up for my newsletter and be made aware once it is live, or you can follow me on at Anne Kathleen on Instagram, and I will be plugging it there. So please feel free to check it out. There's actually, you know, speaking of woo, there is a lot of woo infused into the worksheets that I create, whether it was for being boss back in the day or for Braid Creative now, we're really tapping into the root of who you are and what it is that you want to create. And so getting pen to paper, as we've discussed today, is an important part of that practice. So that workbook, I'm really proud of it now. I'm really excited to share it. And maybe it will be live by the time that this episode goes live. If not, shortly thereafter. We'll just see. We'll see. Corey, you let me know. Holler at me. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Well, I super appreciate you coming and having this chat with me. This is a fun one. It's nice to reconnect on the Woo stuff and otherwise bring this to the audience because it is October. It is month of Woo and know that um, know that it is just a part of how it is that we at Being Boss at least go about what it is that we do. It makes business more fun. Emily, what's making you feel boss? Oh, you got beat me to it. Mm. Um, what's making me feel most boss? I am leaving the store next week for the first time. Like me and David both are leaving the store. So neither of us will be here for the first time for a 10-day vacation. Where are you going? 10 days. Oh, we're doing a little tour of the Gulf Coast. Pretty excited about it. Um, And I've been doing a lot of hiring and training and things. um, And it feels really boss to know that that store is going to be there making us bank while I'm sitting on the beach sipping mojitos. Um, That for me, this is like, this is what I've worked all year for. And I'm feeling very boss about feeling so good about it going into it. How about that? Yes. Yeah. What about you? Well, I hired a new employee. Nice. We actually fired an employee and hired an employee. That's always going to make you feel real boss. Maybe yeah. that's another discussion for another day because I have leveled up whenever it comes to being a literal boss of employees. So yeah. maybe that's a conversation for another time. Yep. But then, yeah, booking this trip to Japan yeah. makes me feel real boss and just – Fingers crossed, like kind of having some optimism around it too, because for a while making any plans, I was real pessimistic about it Yeah, because everything was always getting canceled. So kind of cultivating some optimism around that. But for the sake of this episode and the woo, what makes me feel most boss is those synchronistic moments. And so I'm committed to taking note of them. I'm going to buy a journal and literally write it down and arrive synchronicities. Perfect. Well, I I hope you have many, many in the days and weeks to come. I hope it's creepy. Creepy good is what uh I want for you. 
Like weird creepy, not like ew creepy. Do you get Christine McConnell's Patreon? Oh, I st- I haven't checked. Uh, yes, I still pay for it, and I still okay. get them, but I haven't you watched them. You should binge any those. Okay. That's we'll a do. good like Halloween, that October is. activity. Yep. Indeed. We'll do. We'll the do. pros of nothing. Right. <laughs> Sidebar. Just, just me needing <laughs> to tell you something. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks, Kathleen. I'm so glad thanks, to have Emily. you here. All right, boss, because you're here, I know you want to be a better creative business owner, which means I've got something for you. Each week, the team at Being Boss is scouring the news, the best entrepreneurial publications and updates and releases of the apps and tools that run our businesses and is curating it all into a weekly email that delivers the must know tips and tactics in the realms of mindset, money and productivity. This email is called Brewed. We brew it up for you each week to give you the insight you need to make decisions and move forward in your creative business. Check it out now and sign up for yourself at beingboss.club slash brewed. That's beingboss.club slash B-R-E-W-E-D. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss. Yeah!